The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. More than 3,000 people, including Governor Glenn Youngkin, attended Wednesday's memorial service honoring the officers killed at Bridgewater College last week. Randy B. Hagee from partner station WMRA reports. Bagpipes opened the ceremony in Harrisonburg, honoring fallen officers John Painter and J.J. Jefferson, who were shot and killed at Bridgewater College on February 1st. Family, friends, and colleagues took turns eulogizing the two men. Pastor Michael Miller spoke about Jefferson. One half of a dynamic duo, a best friend, and he was a loving, adoring husband. Timberville Police Chief J.R. Dodd reflected on how Painter ran the Grotto's Police Department before retiring. He loved his officers, he loved his job, he loved his community, and in spite of his title, he was always humble. Two Air Force Honor Guardsmen folded the American flag over Painter's coffin. Officers from the Virginia State Police, Harrisonburg Police Department, and the Rockingham County Sheriff's Office did the same for Jefferson. Then, the dynamic duo were issued their last radio call. Final call for units 3118 and 316. May you rest in peace. That was Randy B. Hagee reporting. President Joe Biden will be visiting Culpeper today. It's part of Virginia's 7th District, represented by Representative Abigail Spanberger. She announced plans to discuss solutions to lowering the cost of prescription drugs with President Biden during his visit. Spanberger says her constituents are often forced to make tough financial decisions because of skyrocketing drug prices. She's looking forward to hearing the president's strategy for signing a transformative prescription drug-focused bill into law. The Virginia Senate is set to take up a bill that would require local registrars to sort absentee votes by precinct. Currently, those votes are recorded in central pots where geographic data is lost. Patrick Larson reports. In 2020, over half of Virginians voting for president did so with an absentee ballot. Roanoke County Senator David Suderline says this created mirages when traditionally red or blue precincts seemed to flip. This appeared to happen in the heavily Democratic-leaning city of Alexandria, where President Joe Biden lost a precinct. I know Senator Evan knocks a lot of doors, and I don't think he's found all the huge Republican hotbed in Alexandria. Suderline's bill would require registrars to sort voting data by precinct, which he says can help clear up election night confusion. It's also useful for political map drawers to know where votes come from. The pair tasked with drawing Virginia's new voting district last year couldn't use the 2021 election as reference because of this issue. Patrick Larson, VPM News. Yesterday, the state Senate signed off on legislation to allow parents to opt their children out of public school mask mandates. A similar bill is also being considered in the House of Delegates. This would change the current law, which requires school districts to follow CDC guidance to the maximum extent possible. The Chesterfield chapter of the NAACP and a coalition of parents from across the state are urging Virginia lawmakers to revisit the proposal. 
In a press release, the group stressed that school districts should follow CDC guidance, which recommends universal masking in schools regardless of vaccination status. The nation's largest Muslim civil rights and advocacy organization is calling for a Henrico football coach to be fired due to reports of racist harassment. A student at Hermitage High School filmed the coach berating him with offensive remarks. After months of alleged harassment and no action being taken, the teen's mother later shared the video with 8 News. The Council on American-Islamic Relations is calling on the Henrico School District to fire the coach and to provide staff with anti-racism training. The school district says they're addressing the situation. Two organizations in Virginia Beach have a plan to build a complex with affordable housing and housing for people with mental illness. City officials say it's the first partnership of its kind in the state. Paul Bebo from partner station WHRO reports. The housing complex will have 45 to 60 apartments. Eight to nine of them will be for people with mental illness. The rest will be priced as affordable housing. The National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI, is building this with the Virginia Beach Community Development Corporation. NAMI will have its regional headquarters at the site with staff to help residents. The group says a quarter million adults in Virginia have a serious mental illness. That makes the project crucial, according to Virginia Beach Mayor Bobby Dyer. This is a first step of many that are going to be necessary, but you got to take the first steps. The group hasn't secured a location for the complex. That was Paul Bebo reporting. Richmond Mayor LeVar Stoney announced during his State of the City address this week that he plans to dedicate $500,000 to establish a gun buyback program. Stoney says this program will create incentives for gun owners to turn in their firearms, and he hopes this will reduce the likelihood of violent crime in the area. In his speech, Stoney said multiple council members are collaborating with Richmond Police Chief Gerald Smith to move forward with establishing the program. The VPM News team is taking a deeper look at political issues in our community in our series, Capital in Focus. Last year, Democrats in Virginia passed a law legalizing the recreational use of marijuana, but they didn't finalize plans for how to sell it. Now lawmakers from both sides of the aisle are looking to speed up sales to begin as early as July 1st. VPM state politics reporter Ben Pavier breaks this all down with our newscast editor, Sarah McCluskey. So, Ben, we have legal weed, but nowhere to legally buy it. Why do lawmakers see that as a problem? The thinking is this vacuum just encourages the black market. Current law allows people to grow their own marijuana, but that's a pretty time-intensive undertaking. So obviously many people just buy it from their neighborhood dealer. Speaker of the House Todd Gilbert called it a live grenade rolling around back in November after the GOP flipped the House of Delegates. How are lawmakers looking to fix that problem? Lawmakers from both parties see a solution in the three companies that currently operate Virginia's medical marijuana business. They each have a kind of regional monopoly over different regions, and they grow their own cannabis, they process it, and they sell it to people with medical licenses. These companies are highly regulated. They're growing thousands of plants. And so the thinking from some lawmakers is, why not let them sell it? There are different bills from Democrats and Republicans, but that could happen as early as July 1st. And then the state could issue more licenses a year or so later once they've had a chance to prepare by drafting regulations and hiring staff. And that doesn't happen overnight. But I imagine not everyone's happy about giving these companies a head start. Absolutely. We're talking about a potential market of 2 to $3 billion. And a lot of people are concerned that these companies, which are big and operate in a lot of states, will have an unfair advantage. The groups opposed to this include Americans for Prosperity, the libertarian-leaning group funded by the Koch brothers. Their spokesperson told me they want to see a level playing field on the free market. 
Then there's also groups like the Minority Cannabis Business Association, who are worried that people of color are once again getting the short end of the stick after decades of discriminatory policing and policy. I talked to that group's director, Amber Littlejohn. She points out that Virginia's early economy was built on a different smokable product, tobacco, and it was powered by slavery. Virginia means a lot. It means a lot to many of us that aren't even residents of the state of Virginia because this is a state that really was built on the pain and suffering of folks within our community. And we are watching an industry, again, built on the backs of people who are being shut out. Little John and other critics say other states have tried this before, giving medical processors a head start. And she says it's never really worked out well for smaller players. Now, how do the companies respond? They say this is a huge market and there's plenty of opportunity for everyone. They all have various social equity programs designed to help minority entrepreneurs. At the same time, if you look at their pitch to investors, they're really excited they have these monopolies. I talked to Dan Sumner. He's an agricultural economist at the University of California, Davis, who has studied cannabis. He had a different idea on how Virginia could effectively compete against the black market. Put the pressure on the illegal guys by throwing open the gates to lots and lots of competition. The big question now is whether lawmakers are on board with opening things up like that. So far, the House hasn't even heard their bills, and a spokesperson for the Speaker's office signaled Republicans there are now more focused on enforcing existing laws rather than passing new ones. Well, that's about all the time we have, Ben. Thanks for following all this. Happy to do it. That was VPM's Ben Pavier speaking about marijuana regulations with newscast editor Sarah McCluskey. For more coverage of this legislative session, check more of VPM's reporting at vpm.org slash General Assembly. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org slash news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. VPM. There are so many issues playing out in RVA. I mean, pretty much anyone will tell you. There's definitely a lot of poverty. Finding affordable housing. Traffic, public transportation. Climate change and heat islands. Trying to find childcare in Richmond area. I'm Rich Marr, host of a new VPM podcast called RVA's Got Issues. Listen to the podcast starting May 22nd. Do you have issues with RVA? Haven't found out yet. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> 